1: You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the show and NFL draft edition of the podcast. Where is Tyler Algier going to go? Can we hear his name called as soon as this evening? We'll get to that. We'll also talk about the other hopefuls when it comes to this weekend's NFL draft. We'll also talk about the transfer portal. This weekend, the deadline to enter the portal. Would not be surprised if BYU has some names enter there. We'll discuss that ahead on today's show as well as getting you ready for the weekend ahead and all other BYU sports. So a lot to get to and not a lot of time to get to it. This is the Locked On. Cougars podcast for April 29th, 2022.
0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you for taking some time to join us right here on Locked On Cougars. And more importantly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Let's talk NFL draft shall we? Uh, If you're just checking us out, by the way, real quick, one thing, if you're listening to us on YouTube, if you're watching the video here, I'm pointing down to the right corner there. Click there if you're new to the show. Subscribe, enable notifications, like, comment, uh, let us know what you think about the show, all that fun jazz. Help us build this audience. We've been on this platform for almost a month now. It's the end of April. We started this April 1st, so Sunday will be the month mark, crazily enough, and we've had an incredible response in our first month here on YouTube. Huge thank you for your support in that regard guard, but also just thank you overall for your support of this podcast. Crazy thing that May is going to be here tomorrow. Uh, no, two days from now. May 1st on Sunday. My apologies, but crazy stuff. And let's talk NFL draft. As I said, right off the top here, it is the first round is in the books. University of Utah saw Devin Lloyd, their stud linebacker, be taken 27th overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and congratulations to him. I think any BYU fan, if you're being honest with yourself, you can look at Devin Lloyd and say that was an awesome story storyline for him to kind of rise from where he came from, a guy who never played linebacker until he got to Utah, started out as a safety, and now as a first-round pick. Well, I think BYU's got a similar storyline, but maybe even more rags-to-riches, so-called, when it comes to the Tyler Algier story. I am so excited to see this young man and where he ultimately lands. There is a very, very minuscule outside chance that he could go at the end of the third round in tonight. Uh, Obviously, the coverage tonight will have the second and third rounds. That begins at 4 o'clock, down there in Las Vegas, five o'clock Mountain Time. If you want to tune into it, I'm a draft junkie. I love watching the NFL draft. It's such a weird product that I just absolutely cannot get enough of. But looking forward to it, I would love nothing more than to see some team fall in love with Tyler Algier, make a move up the board, or just sit uh, in the end of the third round and take him. It's more likely that he ends. Uh, getting taken in the fourth round or the fifth round, it appears, but that's not a bad place for Tyler Algier to be. We all know in this day and age, the NFL running back has been so devalued that I just, I I, I hope that he gets an opportunity to go play for a stud franchise. I, of course, would be very uh, bullish on his chances if he were to land with a team like, you know, the San Francisco 49ers yeah I'm a Niners fan I freely admit it I am all about San Fran and I think the system that San Francisco runs would actually be very good for a guy like Tyler Algier I'd love nothing more than to see him potentially land in a place like Kansas City I just want to see him land in a system that is going to utilize his strengths and the strengths of his are his ability in that one cut wide zone type gap scheme when you have an offensive line that moves one way and they're just kind of picking up guys that are over in their zone that they step into. The best part about Tyler Algier is his vision and his patience and his ability to make decisive decisions and then get upfield. That is what you're going to see from him. Is he going to pull away from people in the NFL like he did at the collegiate level? No. The NFL is just a bunch of freak athletes. Trust me. He will have a hard time pulling away from many people in the NFL. But the one thing that he flashed at BYU that I am excited to see at the NFL level is his toughness, his grit, his tenacity, and just his overall smarts. The biggest thing he'll have to prove in the prove in the NFL, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, He did some of that in the collegiate level at BYU, but a lot of people have knocked him for his lack of touches out of the backfield catching the football. And that will be an interesting part to see how he goes about uh, proving that I can catch the football. I think that he is going to be an absolutely phenomenal pickup for whoever takes him. The best part is you're going to get a versatile player, a guy who can play special teams. He played linebacker for almost an entire season at BYU. This is a kid, as a former preferred walk-on, is making his dreams come true. He manifested his dreams, and I cannot wait to see where he gets taken. Now, the other discussion that needs to be had is, will there be another BYU player taken in this year's draft? I think the only other guy who could be taken, and this would be more of a flyer by a team who looks at the early tenure of James Empey, he's a four-year starter for BYU. Let's be very clear about this. Two injuries really hampered him in his final two seasons at BYU, so he didn't start the entirety of those seasons. But when James Empey is healthy, he is an NFL-caliber offensive lineman. He may not be a starter quality right away, but... A team that brings him in is going to get a guy who's versatile, who is an incredible center, by the way. And that's a skill that I don't think many people in the NFL – value enough is the ability to organize your guys along that offensive line. You're barking out the calls. They're filtering down the line. Obviously, you have to snap the football. You're taking on 340-pound nose tackles. There is so much that goes into being an effective center. James Empey has it all. When he is right, and everything I'm hearing, by the way, and there was a question asked on our YouTube comments about updates on his health status. I reached out to some people, talked with him, and they said that James is about as healthy as can be hoped for at this point. Take that for what it's worth. I think he's going to be 100% going into camp. He will obviously continue to train and get his body right, get himself ready, and hopefully have the best opportunity to go out there and make an NFL roster. It's more than likely that he ends up probably being an undrafted free agent, similar what Samson Nakua, Neil Pau, and maybe even Uriah Leotawa ultimately pan out to have with regards to their NFL opportunities. But you know what? If a team values values you high enough, they may take a flyer in the 6th or 7th round on you and say, hey, come in here. We wanted to sign you. We're actually, uh, we've kind of taken the people we want to take. Let's bring you in here and let you, let's you let just show what you can do. I think that James Empey could be a 5 to 7, maybe even a 10-year guy in the NFL if everything works out. He is older. He's almost 25 years old, and that's going to take a couple of years on the projections of what he can offer an NFL franchise, but we all know that the NFL, and I know it's the cliche, it stands for not for long. Get in there, get as much money as you can while you're in there, and set yourself up for your next pivot in life. The fun part about this is BYU is BYU's becoming more and more of a place that NFL scouts have to come and check out. You think about it, Zach Wilson, the number, number two overall pick in last year's draft. The next time BYU has a first round draft pick, I couldn't even begin to predict when that's going to happen. I hope it's not in the relatively too far distant future, but It's hard to project that type of stuff. The good news is, I think, is that you're going to see guys getting more and more opportunities the more that BYU guys get into the NFL and show what they can do. Jamal Williams, Harvey Unga, Zach Wilson, Fred Warner. Think of all these guys. Ezekiel Ansah, Kyle Van Noy. Man, go down that list. There are a lot of guys that have come out of BYU, maybe have been undersold. I think the biggest example is probably that of Daniel Sorensen. An undrafted free agent, signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody thinks it's Danny Ainge, uh, not Danny Ainge, (laughs) Andy Reid, not Danny Ainge. I'm watching the Utah Jazz while I'm recording this podcast as well. That's where it comes from. He's the Utah Jazz CEO who may may be uh, making some moves. But uh, Andy Reid, a lot of people thought that it was going to be just, uh, oh, he's giving BYU a bone by bringing Daniel Sorensen in. Daniel Sorensen has had an eight-year career as an undrafted free agent. has made a buttload of money. He just signed with the New New Orleans Saints as a free agent. His career continues. He's going to be a 10-year NFL guy if all goes according to plan. And that's absolutely incredible. So the more that BYU guys get in and show what they can do at the NFL level, it means more scouts, more eyeballs, more NFL talent evaluators are looking towards Brigham Young University and the football program in Provo looking for the next big thing coming out of BYU. That is a positive sign for the Cougars and here is hoping that Tyler Algier, James Ampey, Samson Nakua, also Neil Poutwood and Uriah Leiteau, I hope all five of them get their opportunity, they go into those camps or undrafted free agent workouts, whatever it might be. Kill it and show what they can do. The good news is also, just one other thing we should pass along to you guys on this front, is that the expansion of spring leagues. We're seeing the USFL playing right now with guys like Corbin Kafusi and Zach daw playing in that league. The XFL is supposed to start next year. If a guy like Uriah Leatawa is really intent on playing football long term, maybe he pursues that option and plays in a spring league and shows what he can do and then makes the jump to the NFL. I'd love nothing more than to see more opportunities for BYU guys to show what they can do and maybe the spring leagues if they survive let's be very clear about this this has been a really uh, touch and go situation with all these spring leagues recently most of them don't even make it out of the first year but should one or both of these the USFL and the XFL make it that could be another avenue for BYU players who maybe are fringe NFL guys to show what they can do to the NFL and then ultimately make that jump to the pro ranks while also making money while they're playing so Lots of opportunities, a huge weekend ahead, and I cannot wait to break it down on Monday where all of these guys sign, where they're going. We may even do a show on Saturday night to recap it all right away for you guys, so stay tuned for all of that. Now, coming up here in just a moment, this weekend is also really big on the college front. The NCAA transfer portal, the deadline comes as they will be uh, deci- They will have to have decided, if you're an athlete, to enter the portal to be immediately eligible. That deadline comes Sunday, May 1st. We'll talk about how it's going to impact BYU. We'll get into all of that here momentarily. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bilt Bar. Summer is coming. Hey, breaking news. But with summer, you're going to need some food to take with you on the go. Bilt Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on all of your family vacations. I can attest to this because I've done this for the past, what, two years? We've been working with Built Bar. Throw them in your bags, your kid's backpack. Make sure everybody has a bar so you are fueled for your summer activities. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. If you tried the Built Puffs, if the Built Bar may not be for you guys, the Built Puffs are the first-of-a-kind protein-infused marshmallow bar, which is still covered in 100% chocolate and is incredibly healthy for you guys. Built Bars are the best option. I cannot encourage them enough. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of par- protein. Compare that to any other candy bar or even any other protein bar. It's no comparison. Go to Built.com to get all of your favorites. I'm a huge fan of banana cream, raspberry. Cherry barcia is my all-time favorite. So give them a shot, my friends. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. They have the brand-new Built Granola Bars as well. If you're a Granola Bar fan, I encourage you to encourage you to give that one a shot as well. Built.com right now will save you some coin as well. Locked 15, Locked15, 15 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Get and enjoy the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. It's
0: Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June thirty. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
1: All right, time to talk a little bit about the NCAA Transfer Portal and There is a lot going on this weekend. The deadline is hitting on Sunday, May 1st. If you want to be immediately eligible at your next university, if you decide to transfer, you have to enter the portal this weekend. Now, that begs the question, obviously, you're probably saying, Jake, what's going on with this? I am not gonna be surprised to see uh, uh, some names pop up in the next couple of days from both the BYU football programs and maybe even another member of the BYU basketball program or to enter the portal and examine their options. It may not mean that they're actually leaving BYU, but they are making sure that they keep their options open, and I can completely respect that. On the basketball side of things, I think it's more so of what I just said. They may be throwing their name in there just to see what's out there while also maybe intending to remain at BYU, but they still want to look around while, if they do decide to leave, keeping that eligibility available immediately. I can think of a guy like Seneca Knight, potentially. If he decides, you know what, I want to look around a little bit more, I don't see why he would do it, but he could do it this weekend the football program though for BYU I could see guys entering the portal after having their exit interviews from spring ball with their coaches and saying okay here's where you stand on the depth chart this is what your opportunity is going to be this is what you need to improve on all that goes into effect and you may decide as a student athlete at BYU say you know what maybe I'm best served to go look for another opportunity elsewhere and that would be a very interesting thing to track the sad part is many of you know that I have been a big proponent not a proponent, I've, I've been really big on announcing stuff when I see it pop up in the transfer portal. I've had a source for the better part of the time that the transfer portal has existed for three years. I think it's in its fourth year now. that uh, has fed me information for years. They recently took a new position with the university, so I don't have the same access I used to have. I would love nothing more than for this Exact weekend to have that access back for just one weekend, uh, but hey, anything that pops up on social media, follow us locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll have it covered for you guys. We'll we'll make sure that uh, you are apprised of everything as it filters out. There are all these different uh, platforms out there that have the same access that I once upon a time had. Uh, There'll be tweeting that out. And of course we'll cover it for you guys, but it'll be very interesting to see how this affects the BYU football programs and basketball program in particular, because BYU basketball, Mark Pope, he's going to have maybe what three, four scholarships to work with. Uh, As I said on yesterday's show, I'm hearing more and more that Rudy Williams, the favorite is BYU for him. Frederick King, as I said, I'm expecting him to go to Creighton Antoine Davis, more and more the smoke indicates that Kansas state is probably the team to beat there, but we'll see how it all shakes out. The thing for BYU football is, will they decide to add maybe another body or two in the lead up to training camp? The biggest thing is they still have to deal with the 25 initial counter, and what that is is the NCAA requires that you can only have 25 players sign and enroll at your university each year going into training camp. You have to balance those numbers, and that's got to balance guys for BYU coming back off missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, incoming freshmen who are coming straight out of high school and ready to join, any transfers you've already brought in, Gabe, Judy. Lally is one of those guys that comes to mind in that respect. So you have to balance all of that. If there is a spot or two available for BYU football, and I at this time don't know exactly where things stand for the Cougars, they could look at bringing in another body or two. And the biggest position I think they would look at if they can find the right guy, crazily enough, is quarterback. And you're probably saying, Why? Well, here's the thing. Baylor Romney decided to move on with life, and I can't blame him. He decided, you know what, it's time to do my next thing, and I wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward. But Jaron Hall, everybody, myself included, expects that this will be his final season in a BYU uniform in 2022. What does that mean for him I uh, I But what does that mean behind him for BYU? Well, are you going to bet all you're going to push all your chips in if you're Aaron Roderick on either Jacob Conover and or uh Cade Fennegan being the guy for BYU going into the Big 12? Maybe so. I think that they want to stock that quarterback room with another body, another guy they think could challenge for starting a experience or a starting job when Jaron Hall is done. And they could do that this summer. I think the transfer portal in that regard will be very active over the next year. Even if they don't take somebody this summer, it'll be something to keep an eye on because BYU Aaron Roderick, he has said time and time again on the record that he intends to take a quarterback in every single class. And with Baylor Romney, Baylor Romney exiting the program, essentially that opens up a slot in the quarterback room that he could fill with a transfer coming in from the NCAA transfer portal. So this is a very interesting weekend ahead, and I'm going to guess, this is just my guess on this, so don't uh, quote me on this, but you will, you know, it's what it is. Old takes exposed, can come after me for it, whatever they want to do. I am expecting maybe a surge in names that enter the transfer portal starting today and tomorrow, leading up to that deadline on Sunday. Even if a lot of the guys that put their names in the portal, BYU and otherwise nationwide, maybe some of them are saying, I'm fully intending on staying at the university I'm at, but I do want to explore my options. I know that sounds like you're stepping out on a program and you should be all bought in on your team. But in this day and age, does anybody expect that really? Can you really expect these young men to do that? I don't think you can. So very interesting weekend ahead. And like I said, I wish I had the access to the NCAA transfer portal to track it all because it would be a lot of fun to be sitting there just refreshing the portal and uh, getting those updates from my source and being able to hear, okay, this person's in, that person's in and reporting it. But you know what? such as life. And the person that was feeding me information, they got a new job at a new university. I am always for people getting new gigs and I wish them nothing but the best. But hey, if you happen to be in college administration and have access to an NCAA transfer portal database, log in and you want to share it? reach out. Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter, locked on BYU at gmail.com. All sources remain confidential. I've been very straight up about that. Uh, So I would protect you no problem, but you know, it's just one of those things. It's going to be a busy weekend in that regard, but do not be surprised if you see some names from BYU that may surprise you entering the portal. It may not mean that they're actually leaving the Cougars, but they are going to explore their options and In this day and age, I cannot, I I, I can't fault any, any young man for looking at their options at maybe looking at a new opportunity for themselves that they feel like, Hey, maybe I need to take a look at something. We'll see how it all shakes out, but a very interesting weekend ahead on many fronts. The NFL draft, the transfer portal, kind of funny how it's all coming to a head as we round out April and head into May. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk about everything else going on in BYU sports, as well as continuing with our player countdown. We're talking about one of the great uh Non, um, How am I trying to describe this? A guy that has a very unique place in BYU history under Kalani Sitake because he has a notable thing that he'll always take with him. Not a lot of stats to back him up, but a guy that I loved watching nonetheless during the independent era for BYU. So we'll talk about that here just momentarily. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information needs. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the NFL draft, over/unders on guys where they're going to be taked- taken. You can bet on that at BetOnline.net. They got you covered on all that, and also the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet. Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. That's BetOnline.net. It's a really cool resource, folks. If you want to get in and kind of make your sports fandom that much more fun with uh, your ability to put some quote-unquote Skittles on it, do it with our friends at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. All right, let's wrap up the weekend, or the week here on the podcast. I'm getting a bunch of people uh, reaching out to me on my phone all of a sudden. So I apologize. I was just checking that while we're doing this show. You know, tell people not to bug me, but... Whatever it is, what it is. All right. Uh, so this weekend ahead for BYU sports, let's talk about the schedule here. Uh, BYU baseball opened their series at USF yesterday with a disappointing eight to three loss. Bats really didn't get going for BYU in that loss against the Dons. BYU will be back in action taking on USF today uh, at one o'clock Pacific time, two o'clock Mountain time. Greg Rubel will be on the call with you guys on the BYU Sports Network, making sure you guys are apprised of everything you need to know about with the Cougars when it comes to baseball. The series Series finale will be tomorrow out there at USF. It was a tough day against the Dons yesterday because women's tennis in the West Coast Conference Tournament also lost to the Dons 4-3. to So the Dons 2, BYU's nothing on Thursday. That's a bit, bit, bit of a disappointment. Also coming up this weekend, softball has a doubleheader tonight as they take on Santa Clara in West Coast Conference action. That'll be at Gail Miller Field. 5 and 7 o'clock are the start times for first pitch in both of those matchups. If you want to go watch BYU softball, who is at 31-10, and 10, they're really off to a fantastic start this season. Start to the season? They're actually towards the end. But regardless, they're having a great season. If you want to go watch them, there's not a lot of opportunities to do that. But admission is free at Gale Miller Field, 5 and 7 o'clock tonight. I believe the series finale is at noon tomorrow. Yeah, 12 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow. Uh, those games will all be on BYUtv.org. And also tomorrow's game will be on BYU TV itself on your television set. Also this weekend, men's and women's uh, track and field are across the country at three different events. Best of luck to them this weekend. While the men's golf team continues their play in the West Coast Conference Championships. Round two of that is today. BYU was in fourth place after the first round of the West Coast Conference Championship, playing with a lot of wind uh, going on down there. If you watched the NFL draft last night, you could kind of see the wind uh, messing with Roger Goodell's hair as he was announcing uh, the the picks last night, and that'll probably continue today. Uh, good news, though. Cole Ponich shot a 69 in those windy conditions. To sit, uh tied atop the leaderboard the Riley Lewis of Loyola Marymount at three under par. So Congratulations to Cole Ponich, the former Davis Dart, if I'm not mistaken. A guy, a local kid, uh, really showing well down there in Las Vegas. Uh, 7.50 a.m. Pacific time and a pairing with Santa Clara and San Francisco for round two of the West Coast Conference Championships for Bruce Brockbank's squad. Round three will round out things tomorrow. Be BYU needs a really good showing. I like to see them finish in the top three if they want to make the NCAA regionals. So hopefully they can hold where they're at or move up a little bit here uh, amidst the conditions down there in Las Vegas. All right, final thing before we go on today's show. Let's talk about our player countdown. We're talking about Braden L. Bakri today, and we're doing the Independent Era today, the top 50 players of the Independent Era. Braden L. Bakri, his stats, if you were to go to Cougar Stats or BYUCougars.com, look him up. His stats don't scream, Jake, why in the world are you talking about this guy? Braden L. Bakri was a phenomenal member of the BYU football program because he was a guy who persevered through a lot to be a contributor in mainly his final two years as a BYU Cougar in both 2017 and 2018. Before that, it's kind of a, 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 a no-name, and that sounds negative, but... He just was a guy who was a walk-on from Brighton High School, had a really weird last name. I remember the first time I saw him, Braden, how do you say that? Al Bakri. How do you pronounce that? Well, it's Braden Al Bakri. He ended up being a really fantastic fullback for BYU in the early part of Kalani Satake's era, and there will be one thing that Braden Al Bakri will always have uh, for B- for BYU history. He scored the first touchdown in the Kalani Satake era, if you remember way back in 2016 in that season opener down there in Tempe, Arizona. He punched in a one-yard touchdown. It was actually his only rushing touchdown touchdown of the season as BYU went on to beat Arizona in Kalani Sitake's first game as BYU head coach and from that point on I feel like Braden Elbakri kind of set the framework for what guys like Mason Wake would end up being for BYU. Braden is not as dynamic as a guy like Mason Wake or let's say Houston Hay-Muley but he helped BYU understand hey we have guys who are really good blockers but also have soft hands and in a pinch can come downhill and just absolutely run into dudes. Braden Elbakri was listed at six foot, 235 pounds. If he played at 235, I'd be stunned because I thought he played more like 250 pounds and he was an absolute battering ram for BYU. He was a really big part of that upset win at uh, Wisconsin, despite not having a lot of statistics in that game for his career. Braden Albakry had a grand total of 19 carries for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Also added 22 receptions, 223 yards and some touchdowns through the air as well. And also had some defensive stats, 23 total uh, 13 total tackles through his career. So Nothing necessarily statistics-wise that stand out, but as I have said, in terms of the independent era, I'm talking about guys that I really enjoyed covering during this decade, and Braden Albacri was a really fun interview, really jovial, really fun with the media. His younger brother Bracken obviously was a standout defensive lineman for BYU, and a guy that, by the way, if anybody from BYU in the past 10 years probably should have pursued maybe an opportunity in professional wrestling, Bracken Bakri is the guy for me. He had seemingly, I thought, the temperament and the personality to be a pro wrestler But you know what? Some guys decide what they want to do, but Braden Elbakri is our honoree today, number 46 in our countdown here of our top 50 players. And just a reminder for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, what we are doing is we are counting down the days weekday-wise to BYU football uh, when they kick off against USF. The way we're doing it is we're talking about the top 50 players of the independent era for BYU, the past decade plus for the Cougars, while also talking about the top 50 players outside of that. So essentially it's 100 players in all. We typically do 100-day countdown, I decided to split it between two different things. Top 50 players outside the independent era, and we'll talk about another one of those on Monday's edition of the show, while also talking about the top 50 players of the independent era. Guys I enjoyed covering uh, the numbers. You know what? You can get caught up in saying, well, that guy's why is he number 53 versus why is that guy number 42? It is what it is. It's arbitrary. It's your yours truly making the decision on this, and that's why Braden Elbakry today is number 46 in our countdown. So there you go. Uh, looking forward to the weekend ahead. Let me be very clear about this. I cannot wait to break down what happens with the NFL draft. I'll be watching it all weekend long. Follow us on social media for all the latest when it comes to that. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me, Jacob C. Hatch. We'll have you covered top to bottom when guys sign and or are drafted in the NFL draft. Tyler Algier should come off the board late tonight or possibly early tomorrow. That's what I'm fully expecting for him. I think he's going to be a fourth-round guy. That's kind of where I have pegged him to go, and that's where most of the mock drafts have him going. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll have it covered for you guys. A full recap on Monday, if not before then. Maybe we'll sit down Saturday night and do it. We'll see how it all shakes out, but thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you want to stay apprised of everything going on with the draft, now go make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen of the day. We'll have you covered, recapping all that happened in the first round of the draft, getting you ready for rounds two and three tonight, also rounds four through seven tomorrow. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out now. That's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A huge thank you for joining us and hope you guys have a great weekend ahead this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 29th 2022
0: the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network